Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 2, Episode 157 of this podcast. Thank you very much for joining us as we continue with our Come Follow Me study for this week. We are covering June the 1st to June the 7th, Alma chapters 5 to 7. Have ye experienced this mighty change in your hearts? And we're moving into Alma chapter 7 now, beginning with a section titled Diligent Obedience Will Help Me Stay on the Path Which Leads to the Kingdom of God. Uh, we are basically going to um, do all of Alma 7 today, but skip out uh, verses 7 to 16, as we'll focus in on those uh, with the other section or topic which we are going to cover in those verses. Um, so we're going to look have a look at this people. First of all, in Alma chapter 6, let's have a brief overview of what happens there. Basically, Alma finishes finishes his message to the people of Gid, uh, Zarahemla. Uh, he re-establishes the church. Uh, they are set on the right path, and then he leaves to go to Gideon as in the city of Gideon, uh, and he finds a much different uh, state of affairs there, it seems. Uh, in verse uh, 3 of Alma chapter 7, it says, And behold, I have come having great hopes and much desire that I should find that ye have humbled yourselves before God, and that ye had continued in the supplicating of his grace, that I should find that ye were blameless before him that I should find that you were not in the awful dilemma that our brethren were in Zarahemla. And what he finds is, in great joy, he knows that they are they are following this path, they are being obedient on the path that leads to the kingdom of God. Uh, and, yeah, so what Alma does is he customises his message, he changes or, is, or says some different things to what he says in Zarahemla. And here we see an important principle of finding the kind of the status of the people that we teach how they are doing what are they what are their needs at that moment uh, alma this you know this tour that alma does is a wonderful representation of what we should be like as ministry brothers and sisters when we have our list of people that we are meant to watch over and care for it's very unlikely that we're going to prepare the same message for every single one of them and that's what the, you know the highly the higher and holier way of ministering is all about ministering to the one rather than giving the same home teaching message to everyone Whilst that was obviously great for its time, we are now needing to seek to have this higher, holier way of uh, ministering to the one. And that's what Alma does here. Only it's not a one, it's to each to each one city. Um, so we carry on. And I'm going to skip past the section 7 to 16, uh, as I mentioned. So we're going to jump to verse 19, sorry, 17 uh, of Alma chapter 7. It says, And now, my beloved brethren, do you believe these things? Behold, I say unto you, Yea, I know that ye believe them, and the way that I know ye believe them is the manifestation of the Spirit which is in me. And now, because your faith is strong concerning that, yea, concerning the things which I have spoken, great is my joy. So, of course, he's just spoken about the Saviour and what he would do for mankind. And so he is receiving a prompting from the Spirit. Again, an important message that we learned yesterday was receiving the promptings of the Spirit to help us know things rather than you know, any other experiences. And so Alma is explaining that he knows through the spirits that they have also received that uh, witness for themselves. And so he has great joy. And so he continues with his message. And in verse 19, he says this, For I perceive that ye are in the paths of righteousness. I perceive that ye are in the path which leads to the kingdom of God. Yea, I perceive that ye are making his paths straight. So one may wonder, what are these three paths? Or why does he mention three paths in such a short passage? Um, clearly, there's a meaning that he wants the people to take. And of course, this is what we're focusing on is, you know, how diligent obedience will keep us on the path that leads to the kingdom of God. 
also in the paths of righteousness, and that we're making God's path straight. There is a no why from Book of Mormon Central, number 114. Why does Alma mention three kinds of paths in one verse? So if you have a read through that no why, there's a number of things that I picked up. First of all, what these three paths are. The paths of righteousness may well refer to um, Psalms 23.3, where it's the only play, other place it appears um, in the Bible. And it only other only appears in the in the Book of Mormon one other time in First Nephi sixteen five, um, and so it's uh, it's an obvious link there between these two these three verses. Uh, the path which leads to the kingdom of God is not necessarily found as that phrase in other scriptures, but it is obviously spoken about in terms of the straight and narrow path, such as in Second Nephi thirty one. Uh, and clearly is a, is a link to, you know, the tree of life, uh, how there is a straight and narrow path that leads uh, to uh, the kingdom of God in verse 21 of, of 2 Nephi 31 as well. Um, but interestingly, this second path, the path which leads to the kingdom of God, could also uh, represent a physical path, a path which is a reference perhaps to, well, what would the kingdom of God be on the earth? the church and you know how what is the usual meeting place of the church well we're not 100% sure but there is one place which is mentioned often in the old testament the new testament and the book of mormon which is where you know faithful saints should gather and, and give their worship to the, to their god and that is of course the temple uh, and so you know this this could also be a reference to uh, a road that leads to the temple or to your to the hop to the way of holiness, which of course we know is the temple. It's it's the house of God. It is the holiest the holiest place on earth. Um, ye are making his path straight uh, is is an interesting one because it um, it most likely links to Isaiah chapter forty verses three to four, where it talks about preparing the way of the Lord. Uh, and this obviously Alma may be indicating here that these people are being part of a pre preparation for the people for the day that one day that they, they will meet their saviour, which, of course, because we have spoilers uh, in the Book of Mormon, uh, you know, and we've read it before, uh, it does happen. So this could also be a reference to that. So there's a number of uh, things that Alma is trying to get across in t t talking about these paths. Uh, but basically, he wants this faithful group, because let's not forget the context. This group have been faithful and humble to this point. He wants them to think about these different paths and how they are involved in this. Um, they they um, are being asked to continue in the path of righteousness that they are on. Remember, leading, going on the path that leads to the kingdom. So returning to the temple, paying their worship and perceiving that, you know, they are making the path straight of God. Um, preparing for that day when the Saviour will come, uh, which, of course, he spoke about just previously uh, in this chapter. So there's a lot uh, going on in that very simple verse. Um, he continues on and says, I perceive that it has been made known unto you by the testimony of his word that he, he cannot walk in crooked paths, neither doth he vary from that which he hath said, neither have he a shadow of turning from the right to the left or from that which is right to which is wrong. Therefore, his course is one eternal round. Um, Albert E. Bowen uh, explained this um, verse by saying, quote, There is only one truth and one morality. When discovered, it matters not whether they find application to religious observances or to political systems. They bear the hallmark of eternity and may not, with impunity, be abandoned or compromised. Stability will come when men once more live by the promises they make and in their public morality as in their private conduct, in their, in their religious as in their, as in their political life. 
They develop integrity of purpose and steadfastness to principle and adherence to known laws foundationed in the wisdom of the eternal. As we struggle forward toward that goal, let us hold steadfastly before our eyes the shiny beacon of Christ's perfect order as stated for us by Alma. Close quote. There is a way that mankind can live in true happiness and peace. Uh, and it is through the way that is not crooked. It is in the paths which were just spoken about before. Uh, and so these paths that must be adhered to by us if we want to seek to have that uh, peace in our own personal lives. The world may not be at that stage yet, but we can try and seek for that. And then finally, um, I want to share Alma 7.23, where Alma, despite these people being very, you know, well much, very well much, what is that, very much on the path, um, he still in, uh, invites them to consider how they can be perfected further. In verse 23, it says, And now I would that ye should be humble, and be submissive and gentle, easy to be entreated, full of patience and long-suffering, being temperate in all things, being diligent in keeping the commandments of God at all times, asking for whatever things ye stand in need, both spiritual and temporal, always returning thanks unto God for whatsoever things ye do receive. Um, D. Kelly Ogden and Andrew C. Skinner about this passage said this, Quote, these verses summarize the whole of the gospel. They are a master list of Christ-like qualities that all true disciples should pursue and emulate. Similar lists appear in other scriptures. Doctrine and Covenants 121.36 calls these attributes the principles of righteousness. By working hard and being obedient, we eventually acquire these divine attributes as part of our character. They are the fruits of the Spirit of the Lord working in our lives. Close quote. Here we see this great list. And, you know, despite the fact that the people of Gideon have been commended by Alma for their humility and their righteousness, he still invites them to be humble, patient, long-suffering, temperate, and all of those other things as well, including uh, asking for the things they need. So it's not just, you know, being, I'm, I'm self-reliant and I'm going to ask for help. I'll do it myself. Uh, but saying, you know, I need a bit of help and that's okay. Uh, so, you know, a great message here by Alma to the people of Gideon, but we're going to dive really deeply into the, the real meat of what he talks about with the Saviour uh, tomorrow and probably on Sunday as well. Thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the study. If you have anything uh, to share about what you've been studying, please do so, session at gmail.com. You can join the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I would love to hear from any of you from what you've been studying about and if you're interested in being part of a future podcast episode. Thank you for listening and until we meet again.